listening to Chill Spot Radio. Mental health, especially amongst people of color, has long been stigmatized, inadvertently keeping our people from accessing and reaching mental well-being. This podcast aims to transform stigma into strength. Your hosts work in the mental health field, bearing in their experience within the mental health profession. We thank you for your time in this brave space. Welcome to Chill Spot Radio. Uh, this is your host, Jared, uh, co-host. Dr. Alan Lipscomb, welcome back, everyone. And today is episode nine, um, and today we have uh, James, that yoga dude, uh, teaches yoga, but I'll let him uh, uh, explain everything. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is James, that yoga dude words with Feel Free to Feel Free. So we are a social-emotional learning agency, organization, and it really just is a part of me and who I am. My educational background is in marriage and family therapy. That's what I am. That's what I do. And but before even the education, it was just always a part of me to connect with people. In high school, I was always that guy listening to people, providing some solutions and stuff, even though I was a high school kid myself. But I wanted to really take that education and take my connection and bring it into something that worked for me. And I discovered yoga. Yoga was something that helped me to bring all that together. Mental, physical, spiritual practice that I was able to build community around. I was able to find peace, calm, and relaxation within. And I'm passionate still about bringing that to my community, my people, people who look like me, Black people, people of color, especially men, and the ways that we digest information, the way that we are open and receptive to healing and being there and showing up for each other. So thank you, Jared. Thank you, Dr. Allen, for allowing me to be on here today. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, uh, oh, well, you know, Dr. Lipscomb uh, is the one that introduced us. Um, he was told me, hey, you're the man. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, I met James, what's about six years ago, six, seven years ago, I felt like, yeah. right? You yeah, came to man. my office at my practice, we connected, and I wasn't doing yoga at that time. I wasn't into yoga at that time for like myself, you know, <laughs> I, I definitely respected it, knew about it, but that wasn't something that I had as part of my routine and, and repertoire. And James definitely, I want to say he invited me to yoga in the park. Right, right. And, like right, right. And he does yoga in the park and he'll share that. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm digging everything about this. And then I'm going to tell you what the game changer was for me. And, and James already knows was the neo soul in yoga. Like, that changed my lifestyle. I, I, I mean, you don't, you haven't done yoga until you have done neo soul and yoga. Shout out to Dorian, right? Uh, neo soul artist. Um, and so, what what I appreciated and respect about you, not only what you exude and what you represent as a black man, but the energy that you give off. If you just, for folks who are listening, um, if you just follow him on his social media and, you know, he does like daily affirmations and, and words of inspiration 
and all of that, like his energy, his aura is so positive and, and, and helps balance you just by listening to him. So I, 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 when we were thinking about our next guest, I was like, I got the perfect dude, AKA <laughs> that yoga dude, James. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, it really has just been me sharing my journey and, and working towards making my life better and working on my mental health. Um, I knew I was going to have to go to therapy before I even started uh, in my program as an MFT. And I, I wanted to get in there early. Uh, it was just always something that I, I was curious about and understanding that there was a possibility that I could be better, that I can exercise my mental health. Growing up playing football, it was always getting the gym, you get on the field and you can be better. But when somebody talked about the mental health, it was like, wow, I could honestly be better. That's something that I was really interested in. And so I got in there and um, getting into yoga, it just really, once again, I thought it was something that was going to be just physical, where I had a supervisor from a job tell me about it. Hey, you should try it out. She was cool. She was a white lady and she was kind of, you know, like, yeah, just try it out and stuff. And in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, um, this is going to be just something to stretch and do something because, you know, brothers don't do yoga. So I'm just going to be jumping in and, and just making it look easy. I get in there. <laughs> and man, I, I get in there and it was, I was the youngest by about 20 years old. And it was all women in there. And so I'm really getting in there just cocky, like, all right, I'm about to just kill it. Cause I'm thinking it's a competition. I'm thinking I, I show up and I show out like basketball or anything like that. But I get in there and I'm getting through it. The silent part is kind of weird. Initially, the music was kind of weird. Initially, all the kind of stuff, just because it was new. But when we got into this pose called the downward dog and I started just shaking and my legs and my back and my arms, I was like, okay, this is real. And that's when I really had to tap into my breath and I had to relax and just calm down and just, all right, take it easy, James, you're gonna make it through this. And I looked to my left and to my right and I see the old ladies laughing at me a little bit, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make it happen. So I was able to make it through the class and after all that struggle, at the end of the class, I felt like relaxed. I felt relieved, I felt calm. I was dealing with a lot of stress really going through like, my first experiences with like depression at that time. And at the end of that yoga class, it was just gone. I was feeling that peace like um, I hadn't felt in a long time. So it was like, okay, this is something I want to do. And this is something that I want to share with other folks. And since then, probably about eight, nine years ago, I, I got hooked and just been what I've been working on ever since. And amazing. That's everything, you know, at that, that's how I feel when I finish doing yoga, especially when I finish doing one of your yoga sessions is there's something that has been lifted <clears throat> and there is this welcome fatigueness, if that makes sense. It does. Where it's yeah. like, you know, there, there's, a, there's a whole body from head to toe release. Right. And it's like you've, you've gotten a massage, you know, right. and, and a spiritual lifting too. From, from, from having those encounters and those, those sessions. And, and that's when I became connected and hooked in a different way. Like, whoa, okay, this is dope. I mean, to the point where I've been trying to get some of my clients <laughs> to, to go to one of your sessions. I was like, you know, if this was back in the day when I was working full service partnership, FSP, uh -huh. I would have been like, get in my whip, 
and we're about to go on Saturday morning to this park. But um, you know, I, I brought people with me to your yeah. to your sessions and stuff like that too, because it's one of those things that I can't be selfish about. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's it's easy for me to be like, this is my thing, this is my self-care, I'm just gonna keep it to myself. Right. Like I'm I'm intentional too in who I share it with, and you 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 probably noticed that. Like mm -hmm. I bring other black men with That's me right. to the That's space. Right. Uh, because I think representation matters. Mm -hmm. I think community connection matters. And there's mm -hmm. other ways that we as Black men get to show up in spaces that are also healing. Right, right. And I didn't realize that in, until I started showing it to my clients that I work with. And I was working predominantly with young Black men. And it can be a challenge sometimes introducing young Black men to new things things that they are not familiar with, but they was doing it. They was rocking with me. They was doing the yoga. They was trying it out. And they were getting immediate results as in, even right now, if you take a couple of breaths, you are going to feel different. And that was a, a really connecting point where I don't have to you know, tell you about something you use later on or anything that you bring up in another situation. You can use this right now. If you're feeling stressed, relax. If you're feeling stressed, relax your shoulders. So it was really those functional techniques and practices and just awarenesses that I was able to use with anybody, but especially black boys who were just experiencing things right there in the moment, like, hey, you can use this and you're gonna notice you feel different right away. So keep practicing it and then you can acknowledge when you wanna feel different instead of feeling stressed out in, in situations where you might get in trouble. So being a therapist, it had to be functional for me. and it really gave me a way to functionally bring in, as you said, that um, that relaxed fatigue and introduce it to them in a way where they can understand it and they can feel it on more than just a cognitive level, but on a kinesthetic level, on a, a mental and a spiritual level where they, you know, they, they take that breath and they're just like, okay, yeah, this is something different, you know? So it was a powerful, it was very powerful for me to see that changes happen in them and to constantly represent that change for them. Uh, and then see the changes in myself as well too, just seeing how I was looking at the world different and um, moving in a different direction just by going to this yoga class. And um, it, it helped me as I was going in those different directions. Uh, Cause a lot of the directions I wasn't used to as a, I was, you know, growing up just kind of as a general black man, it was like, going down the path of even into mental health. It wasn't, I didn't see anybody or know anybody that was a therapist that looked like me or was aware and um, didn't see that even as an option. Like I said, as a kid, I always was empathetic. I always was an ear, but I didn't know how that was going to translate into a career or translate into something that would be acceptable by what I thought, by a black community, black culture, or even other black men. Okay, you know, how do you, how do you turn being nice or being caring into something that you can uh, get a bend with or something like that? So it was just uh, taking some time to identify like, hey, this is something that I can rock with and, and feel authentic with and help others with. So it's been a powerful journey, man. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I, I remember my first uh, time experiencing yoga was, was in high school. Um, and I, I wasn't the biggest fan. I, I wasn't 
oh, and while we were doing water polo and our, our teacher, our coach was like, we need to, we're going to do yoga one morning. And, you know, very much like you, it was like, I already knew I was really bad at stretching. So I knew that I wasn't going to be able to show other people up on it. So it was like, I already went into it like, no, this isn't going to be my thing. And it wasn't until my now wife who enjoys Bikram yoga uh, and that a handful of times with her, uh, which I, I'm, I won't lie. It's not my favorite in the moment, <laughs> but it's, so peaceful when you're done, um, especially from coming in from that heat, coming out of that heat um, and just feeling really loose. But I mean, it kicks my butt every time. Um, right. But it, it, there is something about that, that calmness and overall calmness that I think black males kind of need. Um, we're always on a bit of an edge, um, no matter where we go. Um, there's even something about being in those those rooms because either either I'm the only black person or there's one other um, out of 30, 40. Um, and so it in itself is, you know, it, it really helps to you know, block all of that out. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bikram yoga, lack of a better term, really turned me out. I was like, oh, man, this is really, I'm into it because it, it was... It created a safe space for me to be exposed because Bikram Yoga will really expose yourself. Um, it exposed a lot of my insecurities and a lot of my um, just feeling like I need to push myself. And, and like you said, especially being that one black body in that space with so many others, my desire to perform kicked in often. All right, let me be the flexiest. Let me, you know, let me show I can do this and do that. And then uh, find a ways to let that go. And, and release my need for approval, especially from others as being the other, the only black person in the space and um, making that way to that peaceful space at the end and understanding I got there because of my efforts I put into it and my breath. It was transformational, it, it really was. Shout out to Bikram Yoga. He still ain't got nothing on, still ain't got nothing on that Neo Soul Yoga. No. Nah. <laughs> I feel it. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm gonna take you to next time, Jared. We're, we're going there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I had a, a very specific question before we we started recording. You were telling me that you do uh, yoga for K through twelve. Um, and is that as well intentional? Um, you know, working with uh, people, black people. And it is. It is, it is, it is. Um, as we know, and, and shout out to uh, the Cal State to see some for getting the graduation rates and stuff up for people of color. But as we know, in K through 12, especially, we have low rates of graduation, low rates of academic high performance for African-American males and high rates of disciplinary actions. We're suspended the most, we're de detained the most, we're high rates in alternative schools, so uh, along with Latino males as well, but especially uh, black males with the low numbers, we're highly represented in disciplinary actions and underrepresented in um, higher, higher academic performing uh, clubs and organizations and those routes to college. And I wanted to put something in place for those African-American boys 
who are looked at that they're not going to be able to succeed. They don't have the tools to self-regulate as they, as they call it. They, they're getting in trouble. And understanding that me being on campus was as much for the staff and the teachers as well as for the students, because they needed to see that a black man working with other black men and just a black man in that space to disrupt the narrative in their own head about what black men are doing in school or not doing in school. So it, it is important for me to show up with my yoga mats and, and breathing and stretching and, and talking about yoga stuff, especially on campuses that are predominantly female and uh, predominantly women and predominantly um, not African-American. So to show up in those spaces and provide safety and nurturing to the boys, as well as provide a different narrative for the teachers is, is a huge thing for me. And uh, it's just fun working with kids. Kids, they, um, they tell you when you suck. They tell you when you're uh, not explaining something right. They tell you when you know, they're bored and everything like that, when they need to go to the restroom or something. So it really makes me focus on being a better teacher as well and uh, creating spaces for especially those, those black boys that have been getting in trouble for so long, they think everybody's gonna get them in trouble. And so I'm just somebody else that's gonna bring them in trouble, but helping to break it down and hey, here go some tools that you can keep yourself out of trouble and you can attain and reach for the academic goals that somebody probably told you you couldn't reach for already a long time ago. So yeah, it's very intentional being in those spaces and um, working with those populations. Tell us a little bit about James, how, how you've been navigating through the pandemic, where, mm -hmm. where you were at at the beginning of this in, in March, February, and then how have you had to modify your, your program and, and what you do um, as, a, as a yoga guru? <laughs> March, I think it was like the March 19th, March 21st was our last week before school shut down. And we had uh, about 20 contracts working with schools and several hundred students and staff that we were working with. So at the end of March, all that shut down and all that went away because we were actively going to schools on campuses. Um, I have about four other yoga instructors working with me in those spaces, black men as well. And so all that just stopped immediately. And we were scrambling to figure out like everybody else, what to do next, what was going to happen next. And one of my biggest concerns was how do I connect with these youth via camera? How do I show up for them behind the screen? Um, because a lot of what I do in person is my presence. I'm, I'm there, I'm looking and I'm you know, speaking to you I'm sharing my energy with you so you can be attentive. And I'm responding to them. And it's hard to do that with their cameras and things off. But surprisingly, um, it's been translating. We have been able to translate the same message and, and share a similar energy through the cameras. So we still are working with schools and we've done more trainings for teachers and parents and staff as well for them to be able to relax and calm down and for them to be able to deal with the stressors of not knowing what's going on in their classrooms and when are they gonna go back to opening and, and, and finding out that nobody knows what's going on. So 
we've been able to translate those basic skills of dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, showing up for yourself, implementing the yoga, the mindfulness, the meditation and mental health practices as a part of their self-care. So we've had to adjust by going digital. Um, I had to buy some cameras and lights and, you know, get mic'd up and everything. And like, I, I was just very uncomfortable initially because I, I just like people and I like connecting with people. But um, yeah, people have the, as a person, as a people, we are finding ways to connect and it's been happening through the screen. So we've been rocking and rolling and keeping it going. Yeah, that, and some of the things you said are exactly why we started this podcast was to, um, I don't know, I guess, keep keeping mental health uh, as part of the conversation for people of color, uh, particularly black males, um, knowing that we work with them at CSUN. Um, because um, you know, I found myself at the beginning of this um, pandemic, well, I mean, just this year in general, um, I, I'm not even a sports person, but born and raised in LA and Kobe's death, you know, was, you know, punched me right in the stomach. Um, and, and then, you know, with the pandemic, um, and I, I work in public health, and uh, so just the how fast it was moving. Um, and then uh, the civil unrest, and um, it, there's such a heavy weight uh, on, on a black male, I felt like. And um, yeah, we, we figured, well, if this was a process for us, uh, who have gone through uh, schooling um, and, you know, very much support and talk about mental health all the time. I can imagine what's happening to our, our young black boys out there. Um, and so, although I don't think our podcast is quite reaching them yet the way we would like mm-hmm. to, um, but we, we are hoping that it's not only just for the students that we're no longer seeing face-to-face on CSUN, but that it starts to trickle uh, down to other, um, you know, I won't just say to black males, just really youth um, in general, but particularly for um, her black her black males, knowing that they're not not alone in all of this. Black. So I really appreciate that what you do, mm-hmm. and that you're still uh, able to connect with them online. Thank you. I really appreciate that, and it's. It is, it was, it's always been huge to me to understand and remember what it was like growing up as a young black man and feeling a lot of times things that I couldn't express, feeling things that I felt like I couldn't share, feeling like I didn't have a place to put what was going on mentally, physically, and spiritually. And it's important for, it's important for you to hear that mental health is a thing, to hear that yoga is a thing, to hear that they can take care of themselves, just to be able to hear that and for that to run across their mind and for them to take interest in it. Some youth dive into it and they love it. And, you know, it's brought up in their media so much that they are slightly familiar with it. And that gives us the edge to even go deeper into it and provide it as a practice for themselves. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that and the charge. And as a black man, if 2020 has not convinced you to go get some mental health, go seek a therapist, I don't know what will. Come on. <laughs> that part. 
<laughs> you know, Come on. And even for me, my initial thought was, how am I going to get this? Okay, I got to go out and get it. Everything shut down. I got to make this. I got to do this. I got to. And then I had to sit back and be like, okay, this is a pandemic. This is something real. Let me check in with myself mentally. Let me nice. let me practice what I preach. Let me reach out and get some support. And um, I feel like that the pandemic is a great excuse for anybody to be like, okay, let me, the, the whole world is going through this. I know I can get through it. We know we are resilient people. We know we can take the load and move forward. But what is the damage going to be? What is the consideration for our children going to be? What is it going to be for us to grow and develop past this? How can we be better if we take time to really focus on our mental health? Um, everyone had some time to really pause life and reflect and think about all the traumatic things that happened. And I hope we all can take that as a cue that it's, it's an opportunity to grow and to develop and learn more about what we can do with our mental health. So I thank you all for continuing to do this and putting this on and making it happen and just bringing more awareness to what needs to happen. Thank you. For sure. What, um, I know folks who are listening, when they heard that you work with, you know, K through 12, et cetera, they're probably wondering like, what districts does he work at? School districts does he have contracts with? So do you mind sharing just some of them? You don't have to go through all of them, but maybe the geographical locales where you're working with the different students? Sure. So pre-COVID, we are in Moreno Valley, which is in the Inland Empire region of Southern California. So Riverside County, San Bernardino County. I'm in Riverside and just Riverside and San Bernardino, those are close. So Moreno Valley, San Bernardino, Rialto, Riverside, Corona. And we work with a lot of um, charter schools as well, and their districts are throughout San Diego, um, Colton, Fontana. Most of the districts are here, and now, uh, and also after-school programs. So, um, working with the Boys and Girls Club and local after-school programs here, and even uh, different rites of passage programs. If you're not familiar with those, amazing, check them out. Now we've expanded because we're digital. We, we're basically national, global. We have some programs in New York we're working with, we work with some programs in uh, Detroit and Texas, throughout Northern California and in Southern California. So since we're digital, we have the option to work pretty much anywhere that there's an option for a camera and a microphone and an audience to uh, experience what we're doing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So for folks who are listening and they're interested maybe in contacting you, collaborating or starting their own with you, um, they can definitely reach out to you. Definitely. You can reach out to us, that yoga dude, D as in dog, A as in apple, T as in Tom, yoga, Y-O-G-A-D-U-D-E.com. And just find us on there, send us an email, give us a call and connect with us and let us know how we can provide you any services and, uh, yeah, check us out. And, our, and, our, and even our name is intentional, Dat Yoga Dude, D-A-T. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was on campuses and yeah, the, the kids, the, really, the, the youth really gave the name. I was on campus and they would forget my name, they would forget my credentials, they would forget where I come from everything. <laughs> but they remembered I was Dat Yoga Dude. So it was just a part of, it became a part of who I am and my identity that was given to me by the children who just recognized that I was going to be bringing some yoga to them. And 
it just it made me feel good that they can create their own identity even around yoga. Yes, okay. Yes. It's that yoga dude. All right. So I'm doing some yoga. It's gonna work. It's 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 something that makes me feel good when he's around and when the yoga comes and and it the name is that yoga dude, but really we teach and we instruct in a way where they can develop their own practice. It's all about them developing their practice. So even when we're not in school and they're not in school, they can do a couple of um, sun salutations as we call them in yoga. They can do some practice at home. They can do some deep breathing. Uh, hopefully the little brother, little sister walk in and, and see it and like, oh, okay, this isn't, this isn't just weird. It's doing some yoga. And who taught you that? Oh, that yoga dude. All right, let's go. That's everything. <laughs> that is everything. Can you spend some time telling us about the million man meditation and i know you we were just talking about that it happened this weekend uh but like the the genesis of it all like where did that come from and and where is it at today yeah million man meditation uh started uh about five years ago and it was, I guess, I mean, I can't say it was just the incident of um, the young men, you know, you know, Michael Brown and all the young men that were gunned down by the police and different other uh, individuals. But I, I remember even in college, the genesis and all the other incidences. Um, but it, it started to frustrate me as what can I do? Because um, we, we did the riots, we did the marches, we did the programming and everything. And I wanted to do something for myself initially. And so yoga popped up and was that for me. Like, what do I do with all this anger? What do I do with all this frustration? Um, this irritation, this, this sense of hopelessness that I kept running into. And every time I would talk to other black men and they would just give me some guidance on it and give me some support in it. And I wanted to create that for other Black men who may have not had access to the Black men who I had in my life. So Million Man Meditation, this is, uh, we just, last, uh, a couple of days ago, actually, was just our, our fifth annual event. And it is an event where we bring together Black men to present in different health and wellness modalities, practices, fields. So therapists, Tai Chi, yoga, meditation, vegan eating, healthy eating, practices, relationships, coaches, we bring them together on a one-day event. Those were the previous, but we're doing some new stuff now. We bring them together to share how they are making it, what they're doing, share their practices. Because um, like I said, that exposure is key. Being able to see someone who looks like you, who is talking about um, horticulture, working with plants and how that's healing for them, working with Reiki and massage and different tools. So it really is a day where it's Black men especially can see other Black men who look like them and practices that we may not be familiar with that are out there. So it's like bringing you to a tool shed and just sharing with you all these different tools to just make your life easier. And it's open to everybody, but as we know, that exposure and that recognition of somebody who looks like me doing these things is just paramount to creating change. So this Saturday was our first time doing it digitally. And since we have that access to do it digitally now, uh, we're, we're creating a, a whole website and we're gonna upload content and, and, and all the information on there where people can reach out and learn more about what's going on with Dr. Lipscomb and 
what's going on with Jared and find out how they can get in contact with other black men across the country, across the world <sighs> to deal with these, um, these situations that, that continue to happen. Uh, we know the most recent of George Floyd. And so it, it, it kind of pains me that the event is still relevant in that way where we, it is relevant in a way where it's helping us deal with the current pains of death and loss. But even, but, uh, but I'm glad that we, we just, it's just focus on healing in general. From recent traumas and from past traumas, the healing is just gonna be there in general. So that's our event. It's a, it was a one day event. Now it's going to be a site that you can visit. It's gonna be millionairemeditationevent.com. You can check it out. The site will be ready December the 5th and you'll be able to access content uh, from, like I said, all over the health and wellness spectrum, from mental health therapists to chiropractors to marathon runners. And then also you'll be able to check out live events as well with uh, that content being uploaded on there. So please tap in, connect with us so um, you can get the information about the Million Man Meditation. Yeah. Um, well. Maybe we'll be able to post this on there as well. Um, uh, I, 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 get, I appreciate a space for black males to connect. Uh, I think, I can't remember who I was telling, but during this pandemic, that is when I felt that the most, that need. Like, wow, I, I just need a place where I can talk to other black males and just connect. Uh, me and this other uh, individual connected um, when we were at the park with uh, our daughters and our daughters are the ones that ran into each other um, another black male and then we just kind of hit it off right away mm -hmm. uh, and it was it, it was around just this being a black mm -hmm. male uh, professional in our little area um, and the things conversations that are coming up uh, things you're seeing on tv Obviously, the election coming up, uh, the impunity of people just, you know, dropping the end bomb like right. it's, you know, 1810. Um, it's, it's a lot. Definitely is. It's a lot. Um, and yeah, this, it was, it was very, it was just weird. It was intense this time um, because I had my non-Black friends asking me. And all of a sudden I became an uh, expert in blackness, an expert in black trauma and pain. And that was something that I needed support from other black men to deal with as well. And so this time, uh, and I really dislike saying it like that, but this time it really was something that forced me to tap into my resources and tap into my practices and even search for more support mm -hmm. than before. So. Um, I'm glad you, know, you were able to connect, Jared, and a lot of other brothers were able to connect as well. Yeah. You have, um, speaking of, um, Jared was sharing about his daughters, children, you know, running into each other, et cetera. You have a book out, a children's book, right? That's right. Talk, That's talk right. a little bit about that. We have Timmy Tut and the Pyramid Adventures and then Timmy Tut and the Meditating Mummies. So... Shout out to my co-author and illustrator, Deville Jackson. Man, this was a, this was a, a process that um, really started about 
10, 11 years ago. How long have I been out of college? I get out of college, Xavier University of Louisiana. Shout out to Xavier. And I come back here to California and trying to find a job um, and just still trying to find something to do and stay connected. And my friend DeVille, he put out an ad for mentors to help him in this mentor project that he was doing. So we meet up from a Craigslist ad and we just hit it off and we just uh, work in this mentor program and we got it up and running and have been running it for a couple of years. But DeVille needed to go get some education in New York and I was leaving to go get some more education in LA or something like that. But we really wanted to leave something behind for the kids that we work with, especially the young black boys that we were mentoring. And I was into yoga and DeVille, he was into um, just working with social services and providing resources. So we said, hey man, we got a story, let's, let's get it together. And we created Timmy Tut. So Timmy Tut is a young boy, he's in third grade. And if you don't know, third grade is one of the biggest indicators in education on the direction a young, especially young African-American male is gonna take. And Timmy goes through some rough times. Um, in the story, he goes through some family issues and his family issues make him change internally. He starts having issues at school. He starts having issues with friends. He's getting attitude, he's fighting. He's just turning into that one boy who you always figured like, what happened to him? He was so sweet and cool. And now he, you know, taking a different route. So the story goes through Timmy and his life and his choices and decisions. And then he goes on this like this really amazing magical adventure where he goes back in time to Egypt, hence the Timmy Tut. He goes back in time to Egypt and then he learns these tools that we have been talking about, the meditation tools, the affirmation tools, the mindfulness. So we break down all those tools that we hear about and we talk about and where kids can understand them and they can actually apply them to what's possibly going on with their life now. We found that a lot of the kids we worked with had troubles communicating with their parents, had communicating with the adults in their life and even communicating with themselves. So this book is just packed with practices and information and an amazing story where the kids can see themselves in it as well as the parents see themselves in it. And it helps to bridge the gaps between the kids and the parents and it helps the kids to just deal with what it's like to be a kid. It provides like cool illustrations and a lot of fun stories. And we wrote it in a way where it looks kind of like a text message slash chat slash comic slash storybook to keep their attention. Um, it's amazing. You can check it out at www.princetimmytut, P-R-I-N-C-E, Timmy, T-I-M-M-Y-T-U-T-Tut.com or timmytut.com. And we have two books on there. We're coming for a third one in the series. Um, and it's, yeah, if you have a young boy that is going through some struggles, or if you're a parent trying to reach out to a young boy, pick it up. It's some powerful tools in there for you. I love that. I love that. And uh, another question, this is my, my final question for you. Where did the, your mantra, your saying, feel free to feel free come from? What, what, what's that? It came from me trying to run away, um, really. I, so I got my degree in marriage and family therapy. And of course, you know, you go, you get a job. And the current job that I had, it was amazing. I was working with Project Fatherhood and uh, I did a lot of work with fathers and I loved it. It was amazing. 
but the organization started to shift in the direction I just wasn't feeling. Um, I was in my feelings, getting out of college, getting out of school and realizing like, oh, wow, the field of mental health and therapy is, uh, you know, it's still a job. You still got to do some things. And so I went to another job and working with kids and I was distressed. I was saying, you know, that's when I started really getting into some depression, some anxiety about the work. And like I said, this work is what I felt like I have been made for my whole life. So it was a conflict and like, this is the work I'm made for, but I'm not feeling this job. What's going on? What do I do? I uh, just stressed out and I ended up going and getting into my yoga teacher training, becoming a certified yoga teacher trainer. And um, if you're looking to quit your job, get into a yoga teacher training and it's going to push you to quit your job all the way. So I drank, uh, you know, the Kool-Aid, as they say, and was just like, man, I'm just, I'm ready to leave it all behind and make it happen and do some different things in my life. And so I quit my job and my plan was to just travel the world teaching yoga uh, from beach to beach, city to city, just going around teaching yoga. And I was going to start just with going through um, the United States. And so I took a bus from LA to Boston. I had a homeboy in Boston, uh, Greyhound. And it was interesting seeing this whole country. And I made it there and then I went to Virginia and New York and just spent some time traveling. And I made it down to LA and I had one of my homeboys, the older, and he was like, man, you, you got something here. You got this mental health stuff with this degree. You went to this crazy yoga stuff. Like, and it's, it's not a lot of people, black people, especially black men doing this. You can't just take off. You gotta, you know, but I'm like, man, I, I really just want to feel free. You know, I, I just want to feel free. And he's like, yeah, man, well, you can do that. And I kept saying, I just want to feel free. And it really made me think that I was the only one who can give myself permission to feel free. And me kind of running away, me kind of taking off and, and exploring different things is cool. But at my core, I know the only way for me to really feel free is to go through what I'm going through, feel what I need to feel, deal with me I need to deal, and uh, live the life that I felt like I was purposed to live. So mm. I wrote it on a napkin at a cafe in Atlanta. It was just straight up feel free to feel free because it was just what I kept feeling and what I kept having desire for. So I was like, all right, yes. So I made it back to California and realized like, okay, um, yeah, I want to teach yoga, but at the same time, you know, uh, Sally Mae <clears throat> is not taking yoga classes as payment. So I was like, all right, let me just combine Facts. <laughs> let me put what I got this degree for and really get my mind and my, myself organized and create some programming around, you know, some social emotional learning and some mental health skills, and combine it with the yoga and really live and help myself and others to feel free to feel free. That part. Yeah. I wish we could continue going. Um, yeah. Time flew by. Um, Anything you want to plug before we wrap it up? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely go to datyogadude.com. And then you can go to my G, uh, not G, what is it called? Instagram, datyogadude, D-A-T-Y-O-G-A, and click the link in the bio and it'll take you to everything, all the upcoming events, all of the... Um, the different yoga classes and meditations we have. We have an audio meditation you can download. We have a cool um, yoga class you can download for kids. You can find a book there. 
You can find our upcoming events there. You can find Feel Free to Feel Free uh, gear. Um, and then we also have a Patreon where you can join, join us for live classes and stuff online. And, you know, we're going to have some conversations there too about what it's like to work towards feelings free. So uh, check out thatyogadude.com, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Find those there and then, you know, find me. Let's, let's chop it up. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation. Just followed you on Instagram, actually. So. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, um, thank you uh, again, uh, James Dett, Yoga Dude Woods, for coming. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you again. I look forward to the uh, Yoga in the Park. Yes, yeah. Uh, whenever Dr. Lipscomb invites me. And Neil So. Neil So Yoga. That's the one. Let's do it. Which, whichever. I'm, I'm down for either one. Uh, much needed um, and we will catch everybody the next time thank you everyone thank you for listening to the chill spot radio remember to subscribe to our podcast on our webpage at chillspotradio.com